beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go, take a look in the five and ten. Listening once again. Welcome back, everybody, to Top Drawer Podcast. First and foremost, happy Festivus, everybody. Ah, indeed. You know, this is what you've all been waiting for. Festive period has started, and of course it is great joy and pleasure to bring you this double match week episode on the the greatest of holidays. Festivus for the rest of us, from my household, yours, Mm -hmm. Festivus. We're not going to give you a rundown, because that's just too much shit to go through. Yeah, you you guys try coming up with one liners and bits for all these damn games. I, I just I'm just not gonna do it, and yeah. uh, we're not gonna put you through it. There's a great website out there. It's called PremierLeague.com. Mm, uh-huh. There's even another one. It's called ESPN.com. But if you even went on Twitter, you could find these scores. So if you don't know already, we're just we're, this is I don't know if you guys can tell right. It's a loosey goosey. Yeah, it's a we're happy to be here putting up. Uh, Whole, no tinsel. Mm-hmm. Tinsel is extremely distracting. Very distracting. Yep. The bagels have been cleared from the house. Mm-hmm. Bagels, no. Festivus, yes. And uh, who knows? We're we're getting we're getting limbered up to participate in some feats of strength later. So we just you know we're we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of there's plenty of footy to talk about, and we're gonna get into it. You know, but I, I'm here. I mean, I'm like, what? What was? The, what's the term? Chipper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like a spry young fella. Oh man. I couldn't physically do anything like a spry young fella would do because I got bad knees and I'm old and I'm overweight. But on the inside. Yeah. Right. It's all about how you feel. Uh, age is a is a state of being. Right. Now, I'm not gonna do any of those things, but. You know. Yeah. No. I'm just gonna I'm gonna project myself onto that plane mentally. Right, that's where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And this is just my excuse. Enable myself into these poor decisions and life habits that I have, which sure. are why I can't physically do those. Yeah, that's all right. But we won't but, get but into hey, that. We got, we got footy to talk about. We are fun. having fun. We had a, uh, I think it's one of our previous titles for this uh, podcast, a shakeup at the top, in the top four. A lot of some craziness going around. Apparently nobody wants to be in the top four, but Liverpool and United because Leicester lost and then won Everton lost and then won Tottenham. Who the hell knows what they're doing anymore? They're just sliding down the slippery slope of, I don't want to play anymore. They're still the best team though. So I yeah, mean, best team lost who, you know, it's not like your mom says, you know, whether you win or lose, Jose knows that his boys, they're the best team, mm-hmm. but so we started the the first two matches of match week thirteen, correct? Thirteen. Yep. Make sure I have my uh. Yep, you're right. Correct. So the first two matches, Man City drew West Brom. Uh, Wolves beat Chelsea. We talked about those on the last one because that was Tuesday the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Wednesday the sixteenth, we had um, majority of match week thirteen slate, and it was highlighted by uh, face off at the top. Liverpool and Spurs were even on points. Spurs had the goal differential. And lo and behold, the meme went everywhere. There was some Spurs fan that posted it before the match. And it said, Berto Firmino went from no-look goals to look-no-goals. Sure as shit. Got to keep your mouth shut in those instances. Just... Just put a bullet in your mouth next time, kid. Yeah. Put a bullet in I your have, mouth. I have a general rule of thumb that is I don't. I try to keep the shit talking to a minimum, especially directly prior to the game. Unless it's forced out of me. Unless I'm being prodded. Like, I don't initiate the shit talk, right? I mean, I'm now, if someone If someone's coming at me, you're getting it right back. But I'm I fine with the shit talking. It. I'm fine with the shit talking. It's Man, it's a dead body when you get, like, so micro-specific. Mm-hmm. On your shit talking, mm-hmm. like, hey, here's this player. I'm going to single him out. And then he comes and he bags you in the 89th minute with a rocket header into the corner. Well, so, I mean, that's the thing, right? That's put Because what he did was he put all that out into the universe, and the universe just kicked him in the dick. That, that's that's right. what happened. It's like putting it in one of those, like, mixing, those stand mixers on your counter. Mm-hmm. A little bit of this in there, a little bit of that in there, and pretty soon 
It all comes back around full circle. That's right. So Liverpool 2, Spurs 1, um, and, and a late Roberto Firmino goal. Young Men Song had a goal that looked uh, just as much offsides, if not the same as Mane's winner at Everton earlier in the season that was mm-hmm. going up. But par for the course, we're just making it up as we go along. That's the thing. Um, Full disclosure, I think he was onside. Glad they didn't rule it off. It burns as a Liverpool fan on the inside, seeing a goal that was the same, if not more, be ruled out as a winner against our rivals. But, you know, I can't can't out of my own personal spite want them to then continue to fuck up calls. Only so it's even right, on my, right. my We try to be a little, both as sports fans in general and uh, as uh, pundits, if you want to call us that, uh, in our objectiveness here. And, and um, speaking of objectiveness, there was the most objective sports take the year. Hmm. Took a long time to get there, but this is completely objective. No dogs in the race. Definitely not subjective. And that was Jose Mourinho explaining to the clock that best team lost. Mm. I don't know if you saw the graphic I shared on social. But the best team did not lose. I I got it right here. Just the, the quick numbers, right? Possession, Liverpool, 71 minutes, Tottenham, 22. Shots, Liverpool, 17, Tottenham, 8. Shots on target, Liverpool, 16, Tottenham, 2. I don't care what sport you think you're playing. There's no way you can look at those and say, we did exactly uh, what was needed to win, and I think we showcased our quality and that we, in fact, are the better team, even though the scoreline didn't reflect. Yeah, um, those are staggering statistics, and they mean quite a bit. I, I did hear um, uh, the boys over at uh, uh, Lads Podcast, give them a listen to. There are a couple of uh, great guys over there in a great podcast. Uh, they had brought up that um, they had brought up those statistics, but also talked about um, there was one a statistic called. Uh, 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 big chances created, I believe, is the metric yeah. or something along those lines, and it heavily outweighed, like almost three to one, Spurs on how often, Ooh. how many, and the size of of the chances. The, was, the difference is was... goals score or goals goals get you points. So yeah, you can have all the big chances in the world. Same thing with possession and other and passes and aerial duels won. But if you don't put the ball in the back of the net, you're not going to get go home with the points. It's just how but it's going to work. I mean. I love stats. I love advanced stats. I love metrics. Um, I love understanding, you know, the things that you see, but really peeling back the onion and under. Like I'm a huge baseball fan, right? And mm-hmm. baseball is the the nerd sport, the metric sport. Yeah. Well, you can just look at numbers and deep, deep numbers, and you can paint a picture of how a team is and what they are. Right. At the same time. Right, saying well, Spurs had four big chances created, and Liverpool had one or two. I think Liverpool only had one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bergwijn um, hit one off the post that should have went in, mm-hmm. and I think Harry Kane's off that would have been offsides was technically counted as one of those big chances. However, there is a point where, what did you see? Right? Yeah, there's an eyeball what, test that what always happened on the pitch. And when if it's one of those where you're like, you know, I feel like Liverpool dominated, but when I look at the numbers, it tells a little bit of a different story. Right. Okay, that's fine. But when it's the time is 71 minutes to 22 minutes on the ball. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I had the total passes completed stats. I think the only I do remember this, the only touch inside Liverpool's box. It might have been hang on. It might I believe it was touch. It might have been shot. I think it was touch. Was Hyunmin Song's goal. That was it. They weren't close. Nah, it couldn't have been that. It was no. some, hey, the head. No, I'm, I'm falling all over. That's My all right. point is when you 
when you look at it and it's so clear while you're seeing it what is happening. Yeah. And look, but I think I think I think they didn't Mourinho, push them back. No, no, Mourinho, yeah, Mourinho, his game plan was not to go toe for toe with Klopp's Liverpool side because that's a losing that's a losing deal for Mourinho every way you slice it. So I think his I think generally minus the losing part and giving up two goals, generally they executed what he wanted to have executed there. And he didn't, you know, he wanted it to be a, a 70-30 possession uh, game with counterattacking being the only outlet that they had for goals outside of, you know, some massive gaffe on Liverpool's part, which Adrian almost uh, saw to. Um, or am I thinking of, I'm thinking of, uh, not Adrian, Allison, but I'm also Allison. thinking of, uh, yeah. Anyways, I think they I think they executed what Mourinho wants. Sit back, park the bus, allow the outlet to be Harry Kane from the box to to kick one out, to skid one out to Youngman Song, who's bolting down the middle and has to beat two defenders on the way to uh, Allison's goal. I think that's what they wanted. I don't think it worked. It may not have been the correct uh, uh, um, tactical call for that, but... I don't know, I, but I don't think just even if that was what uh, Mourinho wanted, and if they did execute it correctly, I don't think that makes them the better team because they clearly lost. So even so, that means that your tactics were incorrect on that. Right. Game. I mean, so it makes know, you not the better team. West Brom absorbed how much pressure against Manchester City, right. and they nicked a point. Mm-hmm. West Brom, the better team than Manchester City, right? And even though they may not have created as many chances, Tottenham did against. You know, what Liverpool allegedly created. You know, and Salah's goal was a bit lucky. But here's the other thing. There were a couple of shots on target that were then deflected directly at the keeper. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the shots, I mean, we had 16 on target in, in this match. A lot of these shots seemed to be without teeth, you know. Nothing really to them. A lot of them took deflections and went right to them. A lot of them were put right on goal. We're not very clinical, not very ruthless there. But at the same time, no point in that match did it feel like Liverpool weren't going to get another. There was the feeling of the Liverpool fan, we need to get another because the longer we don't, the greater the, oh shit, I know how this is going to end and they're going to nick one on on a route one, two pass, you mm-hmm. know, counterattack, right? Which is basically what happened for the equalizing goal. That's how it felt at 1-1, you know? It was like, hey, we deserve another one. Mm-hmm. And the longer it takes us to get it, <laughs> almost yeah. the better chances, even though there's nothing out there to, to prove it true, better chances is going to be that we're going to get it the other way. But Yeah. It, it, it is kind of weird when you look at what the goals actually were, though. So you have the deflection for Salah, and then um, Son offside, not offside, and then you have um, uh, Bobby Firmino coming in with a 90-minute bullet header. I don't know. It, 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 it doesn't have the era, aura pardon me, of heavy attacking versus pin back. It almost, like, if I were to just see that score and then just those descriptions of the goal, I almost would think it was like a 50-50 back and forth, a box-to-box type of game, right? And it just, who could Mm -hmm. fling the the most balls into the box towards the goal uh, was going to come away with the points type of thing. Um, But then again, you look at the rest of the stats, you unfold the story a little more, plus actually watch the game, uh, and it does tell a different story. Um, But I think that, so Liverpool clearly win 2-1, take the points, go top of the table. And then Tottenham, kind of just jumping ahead to week 14, we can come back for the Leicester-Everton game in uh, match week 13. But skipping up to Tottenham, match week 14, lose again. This time to a Leicester side that had just lost, that we'll get back to. But now we're on a skid here. Now they are playing, you know, they played Liverpool, they're playing Leicester. Two good teams playing at a high level right now. But... Man, for a team that wants to compete and for a team that is Jose Mourinho and shouldn't be letting in goals, they've let in four goals now in two matches and lost both matches. That's not great. 
Yeah, I. Um, we can check the tape and find out exactly what my reasoning was, but I, so I had Lester in match week fourteen. I had them. I had Lester. I believe. I had the, yeah. I had Lester in I had in thirteen and fourteen. It was one of those ones where I think my reasoning was picking Liverpool over Tottenham in match week 13. And then how did Tottenham respond on the bounce against another one we talked mm-hmm. about? Not a very fortuitous schedule right there. Yeah. And it kind of showed its head because Leicester kind of had their way. And it was, like you said, it's kind of... Is it, is it worrisome? Is it troubling that you lose two on the bounce like that? Now, both good teams, right? Mm-hmm. Liverpool, Leicester, both good good clubs. No one's going to say your season is ruined because you lost to those two teams. Right. However, going from first place to sixth place in a matter of four days, not exactly a picturesque start to December 4th. No, it's not. And I mean, in, in match week 15 that we're coming up on to for Boxing Day, uh, Tottenham's up against an 11th place uh, Wolves side that isn't the best in the world. I mean, I think 11th kind of suits and explains correctly where they, you know, their skill level and how they've been playing, you know, very mid-table. But Wolves is one of those sides that can take one from you. They can steal one when you're not looking, when you when you don't have your A game on. And so for Tottenham that wants to compete in sixth right now, um, 25 points, and then a kind of maybe a scary wolf side to be uh, coming up against. Um, and I think it's, if I'm correct here, it's at the Molyneux. So, yeah, I mean, so, and I just want to, I want to talk a little bit about some things. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say I'm some huge, uh, huge Tottenham statistician, but in the Liverpool match, they had Bergwijn in the channel that Son would normally be in. Uh-huh. So he missed that chance, and he hit the one off the post as well. In the Liverpool match, where you say, okay, if Son's there, you're, surely he finishes. Yeah. Now, Aurier, I felt Aurier was being run ragged on the left all match in Liverpool. Uh-huh. Some of the commentators were singing his praises felt like it was almost hanging on by a thread and Liverpool were directly targeting him a lot. Fast forward to match week 14, mm. he makes one of the dumbest yeah. fouls for a penalty I've ever seen a match. I mean, aside from the time, player is going away from goal, back to goal, leaving the edge of the box, mm-hmm. clearly just trying to get between you and the ball, inviting you to make contact. So... He could be fouled and win a pen. And then not only inviting contact, and Aurier didn't just give him a little contact. He put a full shoulder lean into shove into the, between the shoulder blades. Yeah, and, and and he took it. So you get a penalty, and then you get the, the own goal, Eldeverald. Mm-hmm. A little unlucky. Um but if you're kind of looking at the numbers, I mean, possession, I mean, almost everything favors Tottenham. But it's not this huge gap, right? You've mm-hmm. got like 56 to 43 split in possession. Shots on target were only three to four. But shots, Leicester had 17, Tottenham had eight. Now, it starts to split a bit when you get into the touches and the passes. You've got you know, 710 uh, touches, uh, Tottenham to 615 for Leicester about a hundred difference in the passes to Tottenham's favor as well. And, you know, clearances, 26 clearances for, for Leicester. So they they were inviting and asking questions. However, they just didn't have, they didn't look like they were useful with the ball when they had. Mm-hmm. Whereas against Liverpool, when they had this, this big space in time of possession, but when they had the ball, they had those big chances. Mm-hmm. And they looked creative, and they looked threatening. Yeah, it was. They, they looked much more definitive when they're on, when they get when they finally get the ball after being out of possession for five ten minutes. They get it. Those one touch passes are there. Son's flying down the edge. The pick out is easy. It's there. 
But yeah, when they when they have to recycle the ball from in the box, kick it out to the halfway line, recycle from side to side, get it back into the box, there's almost no creativity that's there. Everyone seems stagnant and is just standing around and even not necessarily standing around, but there's no it doesn't seem like there's any creativity that is that's there. Yeah, and a big question for me is what's the plan with Gareth Bale? Yeah, I, I, I was when I was watching that match and they brought him in on a, as a sub and then he just kind of did a bunch of nothing. I went, I thought about I was like Jose Mourinho, what? Like I, I, I get it. You get him basically for free on a loan. Like so, why not? It's not take they're one paying of, big wages and they paid for the loan. Yeah. Too. So I mean, it's it's it was like, it, it's costing them. Yeah, and it's like I don't. Where does he fit in your system? Clearly not because he doesn't start. Right. What do you What do you want to do? Because a player like that, if you want to bring him off the bench in some matches, the idea is, you know, he's going to turn everything upside down. Mm-hmm. He's I mean, he's going to bring in this this creative, almost vacuum sieve where the defense is going to need to focus on him because right. everything should flow through him, and then you're going to have to make choices if you have. Kane and Son still on. Now, obviously, he's on the wrong side of his, his prime, but I mean, mm-hmm. I think he can still do those jobs for you. Yeah, he, he is still Jose on above Mourinho, average. Yeah, is, is Mourinho the one to get that out of him? I mean, is that even what he wants to do? Mourinho isn't the type of guy to make a sub and then change no, the game plan. We, we, talked, we talked about this uh, last week or two weeks ago he's going to play his system. And if you can't play his system, he'll take you off in the 30th minute. I've seen that when he was at United. Right. He'll take you off in the 30th minute if you're not playing the system, not because you're hurt or you're you're out of legs, just because you're not playing, you, you're, you were two meters to the right where you should have been, and you're off. Yeah. I, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Tottenham, I mean, like you said, they have Wolves coming up. Um. You know, Nuno's Nuno's boys. They they play well. This year has been a little uh, disappointing for me. Mm-hmm. I got like a weird soft spot. Let's see where they at. So they have uh, they've got a respite after. So on the thirtieth, they've got Fulham. So hopefully that should take care. But then they have Leeds on the second. Um, they have Aston Villa on the thirteenth. Sheffield United on the 17th. So it's not the, the most daunting run. I think they're pretty much kind of in their really bad three-week stretch right now. Yeah. You know, but then at the end of January, they, they play Liverpool again. So, you know, I, I think if they lose to Wolves, I mean, there's that's going to be quite a gap to climb back up on. Because like you said, I, there's quite – there's the log jam everybody knows in for top four. Mm-hmm. But there's – Feels like it's starting to sort, starting to settle and shake a bit. Yeah, yeah. The, the early, this... the early season kind of sediment is shaking out of out of the tin. If you'll allow me the metaphor, where your Aston Villas are falling, right? Your Southamptons are hanging around, but they're not really jumping up to top of the table yeah. type status. Everton are hanging around, but just by the skin of their teeth. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I agree. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to watch. Now, let's get to the fun part. Hmm. You and I had a great match week fourteen. We did. Time. We had, we great had some time. fun. So I, let me let me walk you through my my, uh, my match day there on Saturday. So I wake up. It's like right at about seven thirty, and I know the match is on, so I hurry up and I put on the Keurig first to start. Mm-hmm. Turn the TV on and it's loading, and I turn the Apple TV on and get the coffee and sit down and it's like four me- four minutes in and one nil. Oh man. Part of me in my head went, this is going to be one of those 7.30 a.m. matches that I woke up for, missed the first goal, and then fuck all is going to happen yep. the rest of the match. And I'm just ass dragging right now. Luckily that was not the case. No. Six more continued to pour in. And that was about it. It was... There was I forget what pundit it was. I saw on Twitter had had a couple words prior to the match and was saying, you know, how tricky of a match it would be and they could see one one and 
blah, 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 and all this. And it was just on the scoreline and on the pitch. Could not be further from the truth. To be fair, to give a, to give a little bit of credit to uh, the Owls chickens, um, before the second goal, Zaha and Ayu had some decent opportunities. Maybe not necessarily goal opportunities, but you know, Ayu had some crosses in the box where Zaha just missed it or the pass was just not there. The shot just wasn't there. But I think when that second goal by Mane came in, I think you could just feel the lifeblood just drain. Yeah. Like, okay, Ayu one nil really, was hard enough. Ayu and, really didn't do him any favors on that pullback. Oh, because that, that, you tied the game right there. That's 1-1. One, one, that was game so on. terrible. So terrible. <laughs> also, you're four yards away from the net. Kick the ball. Just yeah. put just put it on target, my man. Yeah. I, I appreciate you trying to get it back to Zaha, who was in a better position. Put the ball on target, my man. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, I, I, after that second goal uh, from Mane, I think it really just faded out for, for Crystal Palace. And it was more about, okay, just, just get your buckets with the holes in them and let's see if All we can right. get this water out of here see real fast. Out. Yeah. So then fast-forwarding to the next day to Sunday – we talked about Spurs. Spurs dropped their points, but then you guys, uh, the Roses is back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what a oh, what a! I couldn't think of a better way outside of not letting in two goals right. to have reintroduced the Roses rivalry uh, back to the Premier League for 16 years now. Leeds has been chirping a lot of shit when they're going to get back up here and and show us yada yada yada. Well, okay, they did a real good job at showing us Scott well, McTominay. So- 90 second brace. I mean, I mean, he turned into Paul Scholes for like 30 minutes. Yeah, loved it. One. Loved it. Really, the whole game, he was, he was what we want Pogba to be standing so at the weird, halfway though. line, grabbing, marauding into the box, scoring goals, assisting. Yeah, that was really weird. There was two things that was really weird for me. One, I paid attention to Anthony Martial a lot, and mm-hmm. oh my God, he's absolutely dreadful. It wasn't his best game. I mean, there were times where the ball was at his, and he just, and then, I don't know. It was just, it was, I, and I forget what it was that put me onto it, but I put my eyes on and I like watched him punch. And it was, wow, who is he taking minutes from? Mm-hmm. But then back to the not pot shot is, I was so surprised. So McTominay scores the first one. I'm like, all right, sometimes that happens, right? Jeannie Vinealdum sometimes is. You know, the furthest man in the box that happens. Mm-hmm. And it happens again. And then he's continuously forward. I'm like, since when do you guys play this way? Right. Well, this is this is the thing about United, why nobody can pin down if any if they're any good or not. It's because they'll do a 6-2, and the players you don't expect to be fantastic are fantastic. And then, you know, we'll, we'll play a Sheffield United and only win by one by the skin of our teeth. And you right. go, okay, now wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Well, well, we'll I texted you Istanbul, and we're like, "Come on now!" I texted you when it was two 0 I said, "This has got a seven six feel mm-hmm. all over it." Well, and Graham Lasso wouldn't shut up about six six. I can feel six 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 six, and then we get six, and it's six one. Then they bag another one back, and it's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it was, and the cool part was good to see some goals back in because we started mm. so hot this year, and then it's kind of waters come back to its level. Mm-hmm. Nice to see it kick on a bit. Nice. And yeah, no, I mean that was a that was a fun game. I mean, it, I, up until the final whistle, I was like, man, they're gonna if this gets six three, the leads are back in it. I mean, they lead scored three goals in thirteen minutes uh, against Newcastle on their five two win the week prior. So it's not well, like they Bamford, can't yeah, put the goals Bamford, in. Bamford also had one earlier ruled out offside. Mm-hmm. So it was you know you knew. Even with six on them, you knew it wasn't going to be right. like what Crystal Palace was. No, all right. Like I never thought we were going to lose the game once it was when it was four nil. I was like, I like I expected them to get goals. I was right. like, all right, I think we're pretty safe in points. But it was like, can we not have a six four match right now? Can can we like not Agreed. do that? Agreed. Well, it was enjoyable. What Indeed. wasn't enjoyable was what we alluded to last week. And the um, unceremonious and undeserved dismissal of Slavon Bilic mm-hmm. from the club formerly known as Eastern European Nightclub FC, Indeed. which is now just fucking West Brom. Which is not exciting anymore. Oh, 
no longer the People's Club. Mm-mm. They got Big Sam back in, who's going to play a fucking full, full fucking two. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, the 80s still. Hey, Big Sam's never had a team relegated under his command. Oh now, he's God. also he's also never engaged in a relegation fight this early in December, but also for a team that's their first year back in the Premiership. So, now, this will put his him, record to the test. Lucky for him, Arsenal is playing the long game right now to mm-hmm. win a trophy. By trophy, I mean the Skybet Championship trophy. Yes. I think that's probably the shortest money odds on the next trophy that they'll win. <laughs> To be fucking promoted. I don't know. They got to watch out for Derby County. I think they got uh, the most points in the last three matches under uh, new manager Wayne Rooney. I was going to say. uh, Rex is back in town. You jump down there, you're going to have some uh, former rivals you're going to have to compete with. So, Just as as a side note, and you probably have no uh, information on this. Did Brentford beat? Who were they playing today in the energy drink? Uh, Brentford was up like one. Yeah, they, like yeah, they won uh, one nil um, against Newcastle. Sorry, there, Maggie's. Um, how how are they going to do that to our boy? How are they going to? A man then... who one season and brings them up through the championship back to the Premier League, where they I belong, might be a strong word. Um, but where they think they deserve to be, they hire Slav on, I think, one year, right? Gets them up back into the Premier League where they've been gone from for two years. Eh, December? You don't even give the man... You don't even give him four months? And hire Big Sam, like... Well, okay, so Big Sam's probably was the obvious choice considering his record of relegation battles. Like, who who else are you going to go get, right? You're going to pull Gary Neville from his shit. retirement from Sevilla? Or something. I mean, I just can't stand that. Like, so infuriating. But you know, I you know, when there's hundreds of millions of pounds at stake, yes, you, know, you look at it not through fans' eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, great, we're just gonna sit on the ball and try to nick a point every match for the rest of the fucking season. Oh no. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, and right. I think I think out of Premier League clubs uh west brom has the highest turnover rate in managers uh over the past like three years or something rather it's like every like i don't know like six months they have a new manager so this yeah i mean it's also west brom but i mean i don't know big sam he's gonna do what big sam does he's gonna make a lot of noise he's gonna lose weight he's gonna gain weight while he coaches and he's gonna get fired and then he'll lose weight again eat some pies and Mm -hmm. That's all he wants. That's all he's coaching for. He just wants. He can't get into the stadiums. He doesn't have right. the tenor for it. He just wants the pies. Well, he can't get into the stadium because everybody's on lockdown. There it is. There it is. Sessions are closed. Cool. Yeah. Wants the pies. Just give Someone's me the pies. All right. Well, let's. I wanted to pose a question. So it is. It is the holiday season. Um, it's Christmas. Hanukkah just ended. It is Festivus. Mm-hmm. So. In the, one of my favorite Christmas movies, especially with kids, great to watch, is A Christmas Carol. And The Muppets Christmas Carol. Be so bold. Gross. I know you loathe that. But I wanted to paint a hypothetical. Okay. So it's Christmas Eve, and you're visited by former, former uh, whomevers, your soccer partner. George Best. Okay. Got a couple of birds on his arm. Still got some uh, nose candy mm-hmm. on his upper lip. And he's, you know, slamming down a couple of Heineken. And he says to you that you are going to be visited by three spirits tonight. Right? And each one of them is going to have something different. Mm-hmm. The first one is going to be the ghost of your football team past. Okay. The second one, the ghost of your football team present. And the third will be the ghost of your football team, guessed it, future. Each one of them going to ask you what you would give your team 
in that moment, you can take something away that happened. You can give something that didn't happen. Something, right? Now, I don't want to just hear you say, uh, Sir Alex never retired in the past. Mm-hmm. We won the treble, you know, the treble last year. Yeah. It's got to be something specific. Yeah. Who'd you miss out on? Like, what contract did you extend that you shouldn't have? Who'd you sign that you, who should have, but, you know, what one match did you lose that you want to give back? And then what, what specific thing looking forward would you do? Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? I yeah, wanna, no, I, I got you. I want to give our gifts. Right? If you can give gift in these three moments of your team, what is it going to be? Do you, do you want some time? Do you want to stew on it? And I'll yeah, give me, give me a little, Yeah, well, let's not do all three of them right off the rip. All right, we'll start with past. So give me your past first. So this uh, will just so be Premier League, thinking. right? This will just be Premier yeah. League. Yeah. So for mine, you know, the easy one is to say Steven Gerrard doesn't slip, Dembaba doesn't score, mm-hmm. Liverpool don't lose a three-goal halftime lead at Crystal Palace thereafter and lose the championship. However... He'd still have Brendan Rodgers. Ergo... <laughs> no more it, championships. Right? Yeah. Like, shit. So... I'm not going to do that because if I if I fix that, then that has to then be my next my my Christmas present. I mm-hmm. still want to have Klopp, even though so that that kind of makes it unfun. Um, so I'm going to try to stay within those veins. Dino back because of what we got him. Suarez back because of all that. Um, I will say this though. I feel like that Liverpool never saw enough of Torres. I mean, when El Nino was on, he was unplayable. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, I've never seen a player just be so, like, it was almost him and then nine others, right? Even in his own team. He played so well within the team, but there was something about him when he played it was, it was his show, and every time the ball was at his feet. And what that did with prior owners and, and everything like that, and I don't hold a grudge for him leaving because it was pretty clear that the club had no ambitions from the top, and they were sieving and just sinking fast. So I, I completely understand player for wanting to leave. But, I mean, if we could have had his full prime, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. What about you? What's your what's your uh what's your one thing for your football team play? Yeah, um I don't know, it's tough. There's a couple of, of very large organizational things that that I would change. However, the issue is I'm not entirely certain what I would change to. I know what I don't want. Um, the first thing that pops to mind is the 2011-2012 season of um, City stealing the title away from us by two points uh, on the final match week. Um, however, what I don't know how to do is how to rectify that situation. You know, there's a there's a draw that happens somewhere earlier in the season that if that's a win and not a draw, we Easy. win Aguero, by a point. Aguero just doesn't score. Yeah, I mean, if, if that's if that's what I if I if I if the ghost if if George Best of uh, football past has the power to uh, uh, you know make it a little dewy on that Manchester afternoon and the ball just slips away runs away from him a little bit on the ninety third minute, then I, I think that's I think that's probably because there's not much I want to change about the past because my relative past of. United's pretty good. And, Your you Premier know, League past is is yeah. Platinum. So mm. I don't, you know, I mean, adding that just adds another trophy, right? I could say this player here, that player there, but my present, what will be my, what I'm thinking is going to be my present change, will maybe not rectify the last five years, but so will wait, hopefully it prevent that, it from going forward. Your past was that? Is that what you agreed on? 
Aguero not scoring. That's so immediate and so nice to think about, considering that was my entry into this into United fandom. Although I don't know, do I have the fandom if that heartbreak isn't there initially? Sure you would. Yeah, of course I would. I don't know. Yeah. I, I... You gotta oh, give God. us one. You gotta give us all something. Right. We can't. We can't move on. All right. All right. Here's here it is. It is gonna be a retirement one, but it's not gonna be Fergie. It's going to be David Gill retiring as CEO and being uh, uh, promptly replaced by Ed Woodward as vice president of operations uh, and who has since held the position uh, uh, herein. Uh, yeah, because he sure is there. Yeah. So because that my, my issue was that was going to be the present one. But the thing is, David Gill, he retires and he goes to the FA, so he still works, right? He was still, he was like 55 when he retired, 60 yeah. when he retired. And he goes to the FA, runs the FA for like 10 years or whatever. Fuck, he ran the FA until uh, like six years ago or something rather. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I think David Gill staying on, really anything that keeps Ed Woodward from the chairman's box is really David all Gill I'm looking for. Up. Yeah. So, so the ban, ban doesn't completely break. Yeah. Because I think then, I mean, we're looking at, uh, we don't have all the coaching debacles that happened. We don't do the Angel Di Maria Falco. Sanchez. Yeah, Falco signs. Right. Uh, I mean, maybe we don't get Ibrahimovic for two years, but what did that get us? Europa League, I would have survived if we didn't win that. So, I mean, what do I care? Good shot, Um, good shot. Yeah, I I think that's it for past. Does that then impact your present? It would, however, until I see that future, I don't know what that would look oh, like. So what? So. so okay, so that no, so that's there. David Gill's there. You've done it, right? We're moving on. David Gill's there. Woodward isn't standing up in the owners' box looking like a fucking idiot anymore. Mm. We're moving on. So what a joyous sight that would be. Do you have a present? If David Gill's there, still there, and Ed Woodward never was, do you have a present? Or do you need some more time? To... Well, so the issue with that would be is I, I probably wouldn't have a McGuire and a Lindelof, which yeah, would be the... easy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So don't you're getting too. Can't this isn't Josh Hartnett's not walking in, right? We're not going full butterfly effect. Everything's the same for the most part, except you have more confidence, right? Not Woodward out. Right, because like I didn't sit there and say, you know, Fernando Torres stays, but then you know Hicks and Gillette never sell the team. Yeah, or, yeah. You know what I mean? He just stayed. I got to watch El Nino play more football for my club. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to. I, I don't want to do another organiz- major organizational one because it would be the owners. <laughs> I'm just going to use all of these to clean house. Uh, but that seems a little boring. You're walking through like Jeremy Piven and Entourage. When he buys the studio and he just starts shooting all the employees with a paintball gun. Yep. You're fucking fired. He's bam, 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 bam. If I had a paintball gun and was in the Manchester United boardroom. You'd <laughs> be serving lots of time. Well, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, maybe for the betterment of my club, I'll sacrifice Okay, so present. What's your present? And here, how about this? Let's do them separate of each other. So erase your mind. Ed Woodward and David Gill. Can't say anything about either of them. Okay. Your club is only how they are today. What would you, what Christmas gift would you give the mighty Manchester United? Bronze statue of Louis Van Hall when he, oh. when he simulated being fouled and falling over on the touchline. Uh, that was that was a moment in history. That was decent, it's a decent idea. That's gotta not bad. say, in the pantheon of Manchester, uh, you know, port. That's up there. I know it's interesting because it's 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 an interesting question, especially the present part of it. It's like, so what immediately do I want to have change that affects anything that I care about, like a this season type of thing? Um, That's like with know, me, right? So I'm I'm on the back of. Two of the last three years being in the Champions League final. Two of the last three years, 97, 97 points and 99 points. 
one of them bringing a championship, what what do I massively need right now? For the first time in a long time, Liverpool are on their fucking perch again. Hmm. Hard to like. Uh, but we got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah, so this is going to be, I think this is, all right. Um, I wish Paul Pogba didn't have Mino Reale as a, a agent. See, there you go. Because that man, that's perfect, right? it's not Pogba talking mess. Nobody's talking mess coming from the clubhouse. It's this cat outside, and we've I've dealt with this man for the last ten years of my fandom. With every person we buy, he's in the background chirping, doing some bullshit, talking to the Daily Mail about something, and it's yeah. just not it. I don't necessarily want Pogba gone. I want his agent under the picture. At the same time, he talks, and then. Pogba starts the next, he starts in the derby, right? You know, so. Yeah. Ugh. So for mine, wanted to say something cruel about Jordan Pickford for what he did to my boy, Virgil. Mm. So he mm. massacred my boy, got mm. nothing for it. And I thought, well, what about Jota doesn't play in the, uh, the, uh, uh, champ- the last Champions League? Uh, group stage match gets injured. Sure. Now he's out. But I'm going to go with something a little different. Uh, Hassan Daka from uh, Salzburg, uh, Red Bull Salzburg, mm-hmm. is a 22 year old forward who terrorized Liverpool preseason year prior. Right. Right. And it's just a kid. It's one of those like young twenty-two-year-old ones. It's probably not going to be cheap like Minamino, but here in January, go out there, put some money on. Got Jata, got Firmino, who is still got plenty of years on him. Mm-hmm. Ane and Salah, of course. You know. Does do one of them leave eventually? I'm sure at some point one of the three leave. I think Firmino's pretty much entrenched, retire out of Liverpool or maybe finish back at Hoffenheim or something yeah. sentimental like that. Go get this kid. Whether you have to stash him back at Salzburg for the year with Jesse March, you know, loan him straight back or whatever. But go get him. If it wasn't him, it was going to be Renato Sanchez, Leo. And out at Swansea, owned for Byron, couldn't couldn't find his way as owned his way over to France and is having a, a bit of a renaissance. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the forward line. Go with the forward line. So I'd like to bring I believe he's from Zambia, Asendaka to Liverpool. All he's right. one to watch. Kinda of sticking you're sticking with the forward line here. You got uh uh Torres, El Nino. Hey man, I'm I'm a sucker. Hey, a we sucker like goals. For, that's right. I'm gonna find some Sean Dyche, Sam Allardyce bullshit here. All right, no low block. I don't want any of it. Everyone no. forward. I live life I'm like I'm like uh, like the Vin Diesel, right? I'm the Dominic uh, whatever his last name. Quarter mile out of town. Mm-hmm. I'm full FIFA, running up. Three three fucking everybody else forward. Three three eighteen. Five. Here we go. Yep. Three three five. Yeah. Math on the fly. Not my All right. So not a bad shout. What's your future? Mm-hmm. Like like future in. So mine was kind of a little bit of a future, but I think we're so close to the yeah. January window that it. Um. Yeah. Let, no. Let's kind of dis. Let's determine future. Uh, we'll win and Liverpool will get relegated. Yeah, no, and... no, no. So I have an idea. Um, now, I don't, this isn't future as in like our right, creating something that's going to last for, you know, 25 years or whatever. But it can't you know, be a broad brush. You no, know, a five or six year plan or, or what have you. And I think um, um, I, I think it's, it's a, it's a coaching change, but in a, as, Respectful as a way as possible for Ali's service. Uh, this is, since it is a future plan, and it doesn't. It's not something that needs to happen tomorrow, right? It doesn't even necessarily have to happen at the end of this season. But in the next, 
year or so, 16 months, what have you. Um, I think uh, going for uh, uh, Hans Flick, uh, Bayern Munich's, uh, I suppose, newly promoted head coach who has won them the Bundesliga and uh, the UEFA Champions League in his first year's tenure there. Uh, or first, I don't know, year and a half, two years, I guess it counts. He came in as an interim manager and then was promoted uh, once the winning of the uh, Bundesliga. He looks good. I like I like his style. I mean, it's Bayern Munich style of football. It's classic Bayern Munich style of football, and I like that a lot. Um, plus, I think he's just a fun coach, and he sets up a very fun team. Uh, he's a young cat, um, very hungry. Um, I think you see that with the way he plays his side, um, and I think he knows. I think he. I think he knows what he's doing. And to be, you know, give, it's one of those you give it a shot type of thing. Let's see where the future takes us. Got David Gill back. I won't have. That means I don't have me a McGuire Plank Wood piece of garbage back there. Even if I do, combination of David Gill's buying acumen and knowing how the Premier League works, Hans Flick knowing how football works and how to play putting those two together and allowing kind of like a clop to like, all right, build your team, do what you right. want, win the league, build the team. Don't care. Yeah. Mine's, uh, mine's kind of similar, right? Looking forward. Klopp's been very vocal his entire managerial career of like, I'm not, I'm not going to die on the sideline. Mm. I'm going to do this and then I'm going to retire. And I'm going to move back to Germany and I'm going to live out my days, mm-hmm. which as a person, I can respect that. Yeah, Liverpool fan, and like, really, we fall into my lifetime, Paisley, Shankly, someone like this, and can't get them for twenty years. He's got to be. The they don't one make those like, coaches anymore. They don't make the Fergies, the Paisleys years anymore. And yeah. I'm out of here. But you know, take every moment. So, me personally, I've been a big fan. Julian Nagelsmith who is at RB Leipzig right now. Mm-hmm. Also, Jesse March, who is at Salzburg, the American. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, Captain Fantastic is absolutely turning out down at Rangers, even Gerard, and especially in Europe with Rangers. Now, let me, let me give you a little advice when it comes to former know, players know, being a head coach. But if I'm... I'm wishing giving a Christmas present for the ghosts of football team's future. Hmm. It's that by the time Klopp leaves, Gerard has proven and is ready to seamlessly fill in. So we can have a Shankly to Paisley handoff. But even more so that it would be the city's favorite son in that place. Now there is, in the real world, there's that issue, right? Because you don't want it to end poorly. Right? Hell, we're going through it with our college football. Mm-hmm. And Jim Harbaugh, the, the famed quarterback of Michigan Wolverines, who has just, you know, burned every bridge with the fan base and they can't wait to get him out. But yeah, it, it's not so much... I just I want it to happen properly. I hope if it does, it works out to where when Klopp's ready to go, he's ready to step up. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, the only thing that would be better than just when we won first title, how we did running away, would be seeing Steven Gerrard at the helm. And you're just you're looking at me blank. You don't agree? No, I I agree. You, you I, don't can, like that. You wouldn't like that. Well, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I I can understand the feeling of, you know, if Ali brought us to the promised land, which I don't expect, but if it did, it'd be fantastic that it's him and not Louis Van Hall or right. David Moyes, right. right? I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll take what I take. I'll take it no matter what, right? But you know, it's always better when when you have those types of people on the sidelines. The, I will. I get that it's your Christmas wish. And you, we have the powers in this fantasy world to do a lot right. of things, um, but let me let me warn you. I know a lot of Liverpool fans are clamoring for uh, a Gerard, especially what he's doing at Rangers, and he is doing some work at Rangers. I'll, I'll give him that. Let me tell you, that's not a fun place to be. It's fun for a little while, and then it's every mistake, every pundit saying it's time to go, and then you have to decide 
it's hard enough to decide to get your man to get on the side of the fence of my manager out. It's harder when he's a legend of the club and you can't just Jose Mourinho and dismiss him in the middle of January or Slava right. Bilic. You don't even get till January. Get out. Right. That's, t- that's tough when he's a legend of the club and right. there's banners of him over there. Right. <laughs> like, I- <laughs> all right. Well, that's my Christmas. Yes. I think, I think that or was a, that was a, I don't know if that was fun. That was, Seemed actually kind of stressful for me. Well, I, I feel like I need a lie down. Yeah. Well, we need to wrap up this holly jolly episode. Normally, this would be the time where I tell you what we're looking forward to in all the matches. However, a bit of news. There is a very good chance that we won't be doing an episode next week. For me and my uh, real professional life, the Christmas time is extremely busy for me, so I most likely will not have time to do one of these. We'll, we'll play it by ear, and maybe we can fit one in, but not looking, uh, not anticipating. Mm. So I'm not going to read from Boxing Day all the way through the 6th of January. No. Because what's the point? Because there's like, I don't know, like 80 matches in or something. Yeah. So you guys know what matches around. Put it this way, whatever, whatever carrier... Whether you're in the states, and it's NBCSN or Sky Sports or wherever, or if it's Amazon Prime in the, in the UK, whatever, just keep that channel on. And uh, when you turn your TV on every day after uh, 26th of December, something be will be football. on. There will be football. You want to uh, go ahead and take care of a little bit of business? Yeah. Um, so I, I think. We'll write down what our we we've been we've been starting to do these pickums for the for the game, so we'll have ours recorded, uh, and then we'll we'll you know we can do a, you know we I went six and six, you went seven and six, but we can talk about that at a later date when we do come back from the holidays. Um, but you can email us if you want to email us your picks and see how we stand up. You can do that at topdrawerpod at gmail dot com. Uh, you can hit us up or you can follow us on any of our socials. Um, at Top Drawer Pod at Instagram, at Top Drawer Pod on Twitter, and Top Drawer Podcast on Facebook. Um, you can see all the memes are posting there. We did do a giveaway early in the year, as I mentioned from time to time. We're looking to do more of those, so that's where you're going to see uh, any of that information will be on our socials. Um, also, make sure that you are subscribed on Apple Podcast and uh, Spotify and any other uh, platform, as that will be the best way, fastest way, uh, and most efficient way to get our new episodes uh, the day they drop, which is generally uh, Wednesday early afternoon or late morning. Um, but just make sure you're subscribed, um, and yeah, you'll see us pop right on up every Wednesday. That's a good shot. We uh, how did we shake out these past two weeks? You got those numbers in front of yeah, you? Yeah, I got them right here. So uh, for ma- so we're g- so for match week thirteen, we'll just do this. I went two and six. You went three and five. So not not good. Not the blistering start we hoped for. Not great. Um, for match week fourteen, uh, we both went five and five, um, but our five and five happened to be that we both chose Everton to win. Um, against uh, Leicester, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, except I had that was our one of our tiebreakers, which is where we choose the uh, score line, which, or most or whoever's closest to the score line, or we'll figure that out at a later date. But I hit it on the nose, uh, two to one Everton victory, um, and so that took us as a tiebreak over. So technically, I went six and five, you went five and five, which evens us out over the two match weeks. That we both were shit. So Arsenal. It was Everton Arsenal. Everton Arsenal, yes. yes, yes, yes. All right. Well we'll uh we'll get together offline here and we'll put our uh predictions. Mm-hmm. I said this last week, but we'll figure out some graphic tracker. Alright, but I think uh I think we've got I think we've got our own personal time now. We've got some Christmas fun coming up. Mm-hmm. Sure, you all do as well. Everyone celebrating Merry Christmas. Those of you that are not, enjoy lots of football. To those that may be celebrating Kwanzaa, joyous Kwanzaa. To anyone mm-hmm. out there, whatever you're doing, have a good time. Have a great New Year's. Be safe. Be kind. Uh, let's uh, let's take care of one another. We'll see you guys in two weeks' time in 2021. Nobody say this is our year. No one say it's going to be better. We're just going to 
Nope. We're just gonna we're gonna yeah. sneak in. Mm-hmm. It's gonna we're just gonna we're gonna do the Irish goodbye at a party. Mm-hmm. We don't say goodbye to everybody. Just kind of yeah. out of here. We're you just say, gonna show up in twenty. Say goodbye to who's who's next. You say I'm just out of here. We're gonna do mm-hmm. the inverse. We're just gonna kind of not tell anyone we're coming. We're not gonna make a big deal. We're just gonna open the front door and grab a drink. Grab a drink. Mm-hmm. That'll be it. That's right. All right. Well, I'm excited. Uh, excited to enjoy as much of this as I can. Hopefully, I can feel away from work and work. Some of these fixtures, I have a feeling I'll be taking some weird lunch breaks. Yeah, I think so Liverpool's too. <laughs> I'll be sure to be on lunch. All right, well, I'm Adam. I'm Alex. And this is Top Draw.